This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God's plans for His children are ever-evolving. In this special pre-Christmas message, Pastor Ray introduces us to two very important biblical personalities who the Father trusted would do His will, fit His plan, and carry out that plan exactly as He wished. Although we'll hear in Pastor's final message of the week how Mary and Joseph, obedient, trusting, and willing, were the perfect fit in helping fulfill God's heavenly plan for redemption, another who God used powerfully in that plan was John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus. It's John's parents, Elizabeth and Zechariah, who are the subjects of Pastor's teaching today. Although little is known of them, their brief story speaks volumes of the blessings of obedience, the ministry of angels, and the power of the tongue. The biblical truths taught, especially those of obedience, will help in understanding the ever-evolving plan that God has designed especially for you. Let's now meet Elizabeth and Zechariah. Now, what happened to Zacharias, which is a pretty interesting and I'm glad that, that, you know, God hasn't dealt with me in this way. But the angel comes and says, Zacharias, your prayer is heard. In other words, your prayer is answered. And Zacharias probably scratched his head because his response, he's like, what are you talking about? He probably forgot about the prayer he prayed because he, scra- he, he must have scratched his head because the response tells us. He, the angel says, your prayer is heard. Your wife, Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And he goes on, go on to tell him all the wonderful things that would come about through this man, this boy, this child named John. And this is the response that Zacharias gives him. How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Well, this goes to prove that even though he had prayed the prayer so many years ago, that somehow he lost his faith because now he's in a place of doubt and unbelief. Mm-hmm. Here an angel of the Lord comes to him and says to him, the prayer you prayed is answered and you're going to give birth to a son, John. He's not just going to be any normal kid. This is going to be an abnormal kid. And he's going to do some really awesome things. And yet he, the, Zacharias looks at the angel and says, how could this be? I'm an old man. My wife's, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? Are you sure you went to the right Zacharias? And the angel gives him this message back and says to him, the angel says, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. I want you to underline that, underscore that, because that is an important thing to understand, that the Word of God and the words that are coming from your mouth, the prayers that you are praying, the things you are believing God for, the faith you are standing on, will be fulfilled in their own time. 
Not your time, but their own time, his own time, because he has a plan and he has a purpose and he has a reason for doing what he does in our lives. So the angel has had to say to to Zacharias, I'm going to shut your mouth. You're going to be mute because you can't screw up what God's doing here. Because if you start talking this doubt and unbelief and and going back to your to your wife, so I don't know, some angel showed up and he, I, 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 I don't know if I'm seeing things. Would you check me and see if I have a fever? Because an angel told me that you're going to give birth to a child. I'm an old man. You're an old lady. I don't know how this is going to be. You're going to mess up the plan of God. Some of you are messing up the plan of God in your life because you're, you're saying you have faith with your, with, in your heart, but your mouth speaks nothing but doubt and unbelief. You say I'm healed and then you start talking about your sickness. You say, I, I, I'm rich, and you start talking about all your bills and all your money problems. You say, you know, my, uh, that, that you believe that the hand of God is upon your children, and all you do is talk about all the problems that the kids are giving you or the things that they're going through. Our heart and our mouth must be in alignment in order for faith to work, in order for faith to be complete. Does everybody understand that? You see, our mouth must be saying what we're feeling in our heart. If we say we have faith in our heart, then let faith come out of our mouth. That's That's how you bring faith to completion and you get the desires and the results to your prayer. So in other words, even if I'm not well, I still say by his stripes I'm healed. I may not be feeling well, but I know that his blood has been shed. And by the stripes that were put upon his back, I am well, I am healed. It says, let the poor say I'm rich, the Bible says. So if you're having money problems in your life, don't start talking about your money problems. Nobody wants to hear about it anyway. Not even God wants to hear about your money. He already knows your money problems. What you ought to be doing, do what the Bible says. The Bible says, let the poor say I'm rich. So you begin to declare with your mouth what you want and what you need. You begin to say it with your mouth. Because you see, if you believe it from the word of God, you've got to put your mouth with it. Zacharias' mouth was not in alignment. And therefore, he had to mute him. Put him. He had to hit the mute button on him for a little bit to shut him down so that he would not undo. Because you have to understand that the words you speak have creative power. How did God create the universe? With his words. Right? Here, in, in, um, in, this is a very familiar verse of uh, Scripture in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. Listen to this. Jesus said, have faith in God. Actually, if you study this out in the original Greek, and, and, you, you, and some translations actually um, say it this way, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Well, how do I have the faith of God? Well, he begins to tell you. He says, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says, he says, he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. You see that the emphasis is on the saying. Are you all with me or am I preaching over your head this morning? Some of you are not getting it. He said, whoever says to the mountain, that means whoever says to the obstacle, whoever says to whatever standing in your way, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed or be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, believes what he says. You got to believe what you say. 
And he says, believes what he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So when I pray, I begin to believe. Once I pray it, I don't ask God for it again. I back it up with believing it now. I ask for this and I thank you, Lord. And now I trust you every step of the way. If it takes one month, two months, three months, one year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, that's not up to me. That's you. Because every word will be fulfilled in its own time. There's a time and a season for everything. My part is to trust him in faith every step of the way, giving glory to him, knowing that he has my life firmly fixed in the palm of his hand. And God is going to do me good every time. I said, God's going to do me good every time. He's not going to do you bad. He ain't going to do you wrong. He's going to do you good every time because that's because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So get ready, 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 get ready. I say, get ready, get happy, switch on faith, trust him every step of the way, because if you diligently seek him, there is a reward that will be given to you. Your faith will be rewarded. You will see the fulfillment of the prayers, the answers to the prayers that you have lifted to him. But our part is to maintain our level of faith. Our part is to see it through every step of the way by faith. He said, whoever says to this mountain, be thou or be removed. This is the new King James. I'm quoting out of the old King James. Be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now you can focus in on this for a while. And, and, and just think about this. He will have whatever he says. In other words, you're going to have whatever you're saying. Amen. Good. I, I don't think they got that, Valerie. I know you're getting it because I think I got to go up the aisle here a little bit because I don't think you're going to, you're going to, he says, look, read it. He said, you will have whatever he says. So if you have trouble, you've probably been talking trouble. If you're having problems, you're probably talking problems. Ooh, pastor, don't put that on me. You're putting condemnation. I'm not putting the truth on me in condemnation. That's just the plain old truth. Think about it. We actually create our own future. We create our own blessings. We create our own, you know, our own things for the future. He said, you'll have whatever you say. That's why it's so important to know and understand the word of God. So that that your, your language begins to line up with this word. So that when, when stuff comes, you're not just talking, you know, junk. You're talking the word of God. Amen. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I've been praying. Nothing's happening. I don't know. You think God hears me? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not spiritual enough. Maybe I haven't done this enough. Maybe I haven't done that enough. I don't know. Where's God? Where's God? Oh, God's a bunch of, you know, this stuff is a bunch of baloney. Church is a bunch of baloney. It's all a money-making thing. And you walk out the door and you abandon your faith and you never see the results of your faith. Because your mouth got out of order. Some of you are too mouthy. You're mouthing the wrong thing. You're mouthing, you're saying the wrong thing. He says, if you say to the mountain, you're not supposed to talk about the mountain, you're supposed to talk to the mountain. He didn't say, he didn't say, whoever talks about the mountain and whines and complains about the mountain, woe is me. The mountain is so big. Woe, it's so difficult. Oh my gosh. Nobody has it as bad as me. 
I can tell within five minutes of talking to somebody what they've been thinking about because whatever's in your heart is coming out of your mouth. He said, whoever says to the mountain, you may be in front of me, you're a real mountain and you are really in my way and you are really an obstacle. But I say to you, according to the word of God, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. In other words, in plain English, get the heck out of my way because I'm coming through to the other side of this. No mountain, no obstacle, no booby trap of the enemy, no hard hardship, no difficulty can stand in the way of a believer who knows how to operate in faith and stands in faith. You ought to know how to pray and see your prayers come to fruition every time. I say to the mountain, be thou removed and get the heck out of my way. Get ready, there's a Holy Ghost train coming through. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes, and I believe it. You can't talk me out of it. If somebody can talk you out of your blessing, you never believed it at the first. If somebody can talk you out of what you know, what you've prayed, it means you didn't believe. You better get back to believe. You better shake the dust off yourself. You better get yourself stirred up again and say, I prayed it and I know that my God is a faithful God and he will answer because I diligently am seeking him. He is a rewarder and he will reward me for my faith. Whoever says to the mountain, now, now, he's, now I know some of you sitting there, oh, pastor, you preach this. Oh, I heard this before. No, God keeps bringing me around because I heard some of your talk. Whoa. I've heard what comes out. Tell you, it's, like, it's like a diagnostic test. You know how like you bring your car, they put these, you know, put these, cables on the engine and they run the machine and the computer can tell you just in 30 seconds what's going on. I can tell you in 30 seconds the diagnostic test of what's going on inside a man's heart by what comes out of his mouth. I can tell you if you're in faith or you're in doubt. Now, we all go through times. We all, you know, I do too. I have to kick myself. Boom, boom, boom. I've learned to kick myself. I have to get myself straight sometimes because I want to complain. That's just human tendency. But don't let it get to the point where it, re, it, it starts to chase faith out and doubt replaces faith in your heart because it's only through faith that you will see the answers to your prayers. You got to believe it. Just got to stand on it. Got to believe it. Got to say it. Just got to stand on it. Are you willing, are you willing to see it through? You got, you got to just, you, you see, God will do whatever. See, say, say, well, you know, I, I want a child or I need a job or I need a new house. Well, you pray. He says right here, well, let, let's, let's read it through. He says, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now listen to verse 24. He said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. So he's talking about prayer. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. So what am I supposed to do when I pray? The minute I pray is the minute that I begin to believe that I've received it. Does that make sense to everybody? 
The minute I pray is the minute that I start to believe that I receive it. So what am I supposed to do? Am I ever, according to what we've just been taught here, we're never to ask God for that again. What we are to do is to thank Him. Yeah. It goes from a, a prayer of request to a prayer of thanksgiving. That's what faith is. I believe that I received it. I may not see it. It's not in this tangible realm yet. It hasn't come. But I know that it has already been answered in heaven and it's on its way to me. And every word will be fulfilled in its own time. Does that make sense? Am I making myself plain? You sure? I like your hair. Every word will be fulfilled in its own time. So, so, He says, I say, therefore, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You've got to keep on believing. Just keep on believing. I know sometimes it gets difficult, you know, because you're expecting things to happen. But that's what faith is. It's that's what faith is. Faith is just simple trust in the living God and in his word. So you you pray, you believe and you will have. I like this in Job 22, 28. It says, It says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. You will declare a thing and it will be established or it will be created for you. So you better be careful what you're saying because you're creating some things. Whatever you're speaking is what you're creating. I take this very, very seriously. And that's where you learn to switch your, your conversation, your speech from talking doubt and problems and unbelief to speaking faith, to start speaking faith in line with God's word. Now, if you're sick, you don't go around and say, I'm not sick. Like right now, you know, I'm dealing with something. I didn't come here and say, well, I'm not sick. I may sound sick, but I'm not sick. So don't tell me I'm sick because I'm not sick. I'm in faith. I didn't say, I said, I'm battling something in my body and I don't feel like I normally feel, but I declare, I declare this by his stripes, I am healed. God is my healer. And I know that I'm coming out the other side of this thing. Come on, is everybody with me? All right. So you don't, you don't deny the facts. That's not faith. You don't deny the facts. You choose to override the facts by the word of God. You choose to say, these are the facts, but this is what God says. These are the facts, but this is what God says. And I choose to believe what God says. And I'm going to start speaking in line with the word of God. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. Because he he teaches us right here. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and then you will have them. If you just put your believer on and you just maintain your faith and you, 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 you don't talk about the mountain, but you talk to it, you speak the word of God to it. It says that you will have the things that you need desire and have requested from him. So we see in the life of Zacharias that what happened was that God had to shut his mouth. The angel had to put the mute button on him because he was, about, you know, no, no chance of him destroying. And he, he didn't open his mouth until John was born. And then when he opened his mouth, he did nothing but give glory to God and praise the Lord for the great things that God has done. So the lesson that we wanted to hone in on today is the importance of prayer, faith, and our words. The importance of faith must be demonstrated by the words that we speak. Faith must be demonstrated by what we are saying and what we are doing, really. 
we must maintain our level of faith every step of the way. That's what brings the blessing of God. In this particular story, we see just a little bit that Zacharias kind of lost his faith, for, but, but, but God had a greater plan. And he says, you're not going to mess my plan up, right? He said, I'm going to just have to shut your mouth. You better be careful because some of you, you might wake, wake up one morning, your tongue's going to be stuck to the top of your roof because God said, I had enough of you messing up the plans in your life. Now I'm just going to mute you for a while until some, some good can come about and then I'll loose, loose your tongue again. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Bible says that life and death, Proverbs 18, are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who respect it will eat goodness and good things from your tongue. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? You know, the angel, another angel appeared to Mary after appearing to Zacharias. Mary had a different response when the angel came. And we'll, we'll look at this the next time. We're together. This is about all I think I can do today. But the angel came and when the angel announced to Mary that she was chosen to bear a son, to bear Jesus, her answer was, be it unto me according to your word. In other words, lay it on me, Lord. I'm ready. Do it to me. Big difference. Then how is this going to be? How is it going to happen? She said, lay it on, let it be unto me according to your word. That's the way we ought to be. Let it be unto me, God, according to your word. If your word says it, I declare it, I receive it, it's done. I'm, I'm doing it and I'm going for it. I'm going to maintain my level of faith. And you know, when you look at Mary's life, and we'll get into this a little bit more the next time, do you realize that what she put on the line to receive this awesome blessing to be the womb that Jesus would be born in? And we'll talk about it because it's, it's amazing. She put her reputation on the line. She could have been stoned to death. She could have lost Joseph. Joseph could have uh, turned her over to the priest for stoning because that was, but rather she took it and said, be it unto me according to your word. And I don't care. I'm going to be risky. I don't care if people don't understand. If you want to do something in my life, God, you do it. Whether people recognize it, realize it, understand it, appreciate it or don't appreciate it. Be it unto me according to your will, God. You just do. You do whatever you need to do in my life. And, and Mary it says, you know, the Bible says that it go down for generations. And to this day, all people call her blessed because she had, a, you know, Jesus. She bore Jesus in her womb. And by the way, she's not the mother of God. You see, we used to, I came out of the Catholic Church and they used to refer to Mary as the mother of God. She's not, he's not, she's not the mother of God. She's the mother of our Lord Jesus. God doesn't have a mother. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't hear me. I said, God doesn't have a mother. He's God the Father. He created everything. Mary was just chosen to bear the Christ child, to be the mother of our Lord in his human form. So to say that she is the mother of God is a total unscriptural thing. That, that, says, that says that, wow, you mean God had a mother? God doesn't have a mother. Yes, Jesus was God, but he was in human form. So she was the mother of our Lord, but she was not the mother of God. Just a little something I wanted to straighten out before we go. All right, praise the Lord. We got to stop right here today. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.